Good morning. This is the November 3rd episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what new championship was first defended on this day in 1998. Secondary and tertiary championships sometimes come and go. Every so often, a company sees a need for a new title, and one is created to suit that need, and some have true staying power, and others are here and gone in the blink of an eye. It was late in 1998, and the WWF was in a bit of turmoil. Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin's feud had led to a vacant WWF championship for more than five weeks at this point, and we wouldn't see another world champion crowned for nearly another two weeks at the Deadly Game tournament that would shake up this year's Survivor Series. Along the way, Mr. McMahon wound up in a wheelchair. Stone Cold was fired, only to be brought back by Shane McMahon, who attempted something of a coup. Shane failed to usurp power from dear old dad, but the new contract he signed with Austin stood as Shane was a member of the WWF executive board. To avoid a repeat of Shane's meddling in WWF business, Vince relieved him of his executive duties and busted him down to referee, with the threat that further aggravation would see him return to his first job in the business on the ring crew. Mr. McMahon didn't have a lot of friends at the moment. Sure, he had his stooges and his new head of security, the big boss man, but that's pretty much where it ended. On the November 2nd edition of Raw from Houston, Texas, we saw the further deterioration of Vince's relationship with his son and another building filled with 15,000 plus fans calling the chairman an asshole. He chewed out Jim Cornette, one of his main men behind the scenes, and tossed NBA star Shaquille O'Neal out of the backstage area for not having a proper backstage pass. I mean, what kind of mood must Vince McMahon have been in not to take advantage of the possible crossover exposure of a celebrity athlete? At the same time, Mankind was having a tough night of his own. He had just lost a tag match with his partner Al Snow to the oddities. Not that Mankind even knew the outcome of the match. He had abandoned Snow when he realized he misplaced his new pal, Mr. Sacco, and headed backstage to look for him. In, it, whatever. But Mankind had a unique relationship with Mr. McMahon. Even while the rest of the world saw him as evil incarnate, Mankind saw his buddy Vinny as something between a buddy and a father-like figure. In this tense moment with the loss of Sako, he immediately thought of Vince as the man who would be able to solve his troubles and help him find his only other friend. And even though Vince did step outside of his angry persona and speak to Mankind in a soothing tone, he had another plan in mind entirely. McMahon needed to protect his deadly game tournament that would crown his next WWF champion. And with a match coming up in moments featuring Ken Shamrock, with whom Mankind had recently been feuding, Vince needed to make sure Mankind wouldn't interfere. So Vince approached Mankind bearing a gift, contingent upon Mankind staying away from the Rock versus Ken Shamrock match. Mankind agreed, sight unseen, to trade this gift from Vinnie Mac for his word not to be a thorn in Vince's side. Well, it was a good gamble on the part of Mankind, as Vince handed him the WWF Hardcore Championship and simply stated, you've earned it, thus making Mankind the inaugural champion. The belt itself was immediately recognizable. It was the winged eagle that had been the crown jewel of the company since February 5th, 1988, on an episode of the main event where it debuted around the waist of Hulk Hogan. But on this night, it appeared to have been crushed by an asphalt roller, and the broken plates were now being held together by duct tape. Duct tape on the broken remnants of the Reggie Parks creation that had been the championship obsession of my youth 
right alongside the Vince Lombardi Trophy and Lord Stanley's Cup. I don't mind telling you, I was shook. It took a friend reminding me that there were multiple versions of the winged eagle in existence to bring me back off the ledge. But mankind was honored. It was a tender moment between the two, and one of the only tender moments that would occur around that title, because the very existence of this title, you see, was to be extreme. While on screen its purpose was to appease and manipulate mankind for the benefit of Mr. McMahon, the real reason for the title's creation was to appease the bloodthirsty wrestling fans that started to buzz online about how cool the ECW product was becoming. On this day, November 3rd, 1998, Mankind would defend the WWF Hardcore Championship for the first time at a Raw taping in Dallas, Texas. Mankind would come to the ring in a tuxedo and designer shoes. He was now Vince's corporate champion, as Jerry Lawler described him. McMahon, Briscoe, Patterson, Slaughter, and Bossman would watch the proceedings from the stage below the Tron. And when the fight made its way up the ramp in front of Vince and crew, Mankind would get a helping hand from the Bossman in the form of a nightstick shot to Shamrock's face. There was nothing the ref could do, of course, because this hardcore championship was defended under no DQ, false count anywhere rules. Mankind fell into a cover and successfully defended the title for the first time. He would hold the title for only 28 days before losing it to Big Boss Man in a ladder match later that month on Raw. It would be the only hardcore championship reign for the man who was gifted the title, but considering he would find himself in the world championship mix in the near future, you might say he never looked back. The hardcore championship would be fought over in scheduled matches for more than a year. But when Crash Holly won the title in February of 2000, he instituted the 24-7 rule that stated the champion was always on notice and in play. Given the false count anywhere component of the title, all that was needed was to have a referee present to count the 1-2-3 and take the strap from a reigning champ. For some, this tweak would make the title that much more entertaining, as it definitely led to some hilarious title changes. One of my favorites being Mighty Molly's frying pan to the skull victory over the hurricane, only to lose the title seconds later when she ran into the top half of a split door swung by the next champion, Christian. For others, this made the title a complete joke, as around half of the 240 title reigns lasted less than a day, many of them a matter of seconds or minutes. But I contend that the people who fail to see the humor and entertainment aspect of the Hardcore Championship probably overlap quite a bit on a Venn diagram with those who enjoy telling five-year-olds that Santa isn't real. So to hell with them. Crash Holly would go on to an impressive 22 title reigns, placing him just above Stevie Richards with 21, but still trailing Raven's record 27. Big Boss Man would have the longest reign at 97 days, with Al Snow trailing at 91. But in third place is Rob Van Dam's third reign, which lasted 90 days and might be the most impressive as it took place during the 24-7 era of the title's existence. RVD also holds the distinction of being the man to retire the title when he beat Tommy Dreamer to unify it with the Intercontinental Championship in August of 2002. But it all began with Mankind and Ken Shamrock on November 3rd, 1998. Nitro had edged out Raw the previous week, but the November 3rd ratings favored Raw, and Raw would never lose another week of the Monday Night Wars. I'm not saying it had anything to do with the Hardcore Championship, but I'm not not saying it either. Well, that's our show for today. 
If you'd like to continue the conversation about the Hardcore Championship or the many faces of Foley, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or just search for Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about Mick Foley, the Hardcore title, or any historical wrestling topic. If we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.